0: Demons discuss, take 38, the one with a menagerie.
1: Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie. With me is Angela and Jean. Hello, Lady Demons. Hello.
2: Hello. What are we talking about, Jean? We have arrived in London, or we are arriving in London. So we are going to learn
0: all about Blackfriars and get some news. Get some news. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Her voice just sounded like my favorite story time. (laughs) I know. And it is kind of story time. She went into story
1: time mode. That's so great. Let's get this done before we get into all of that. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Our patrons are helping us keep the lights on and the fun going. If you're interested in supporting the show, visit us at patreon.com demons discuss patrons at all levels will receive access to our exclusive after show podcasts where you can get deep dark secrets of all kinds like jello shot recipes and weekend plant <laughs> stories and little known things about the trilogy and perhaps some little known things about us sounds interesting i'm going to join in if it's only for the tote bag yeah. why not? <laughs> there may be secrets there may be secrets lots of secrets <laughs> oh so audience consider becoming a member and take a deeper tour of the ditch with us
2: yay (laughs) we promise there's no alligators in the ditch no ditch alligators (laughs) however
1: it is we're not
2: driving
0: in the ditch in florida it is friday the 13th today oh my god it is (laughs) i didn't even think about that
3: yikes
0: (laughs) a wheel might spontaneously fly off the station wagon oh see hush your mouth (laughs) And on top of it, apparently today was the day
2: Catherine de' Medici was born. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That witch. What was? Jerry, you stay away today.
1: (laughs) 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 No, Jerry. Okay. So, hey, I want to mention this now so I don't have to save it for my last thought. It's been a whirlwind week for us, guys. I mean, we just found out that our panel got approved. I mean, we're talking to you from our from the past, but it's probably old news to you audience.
2: But it's new to us. So yay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All souls can. Oh my god. Yeah. Kind of like I'm I'm stunned right now because now the work begins.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the second thing happened, and it's okay if we tell you this because it's gonna get published. This episode will be published after the book is out to everybody. But in Viking Penguins group has blessed us with a full review copy so of uh, The yay! World of All Souls so that's really cool we're thumbing through it right now and putting something together for you all both in print yes
2: we know secrets <laughs> our secrets probably better than Diana. yeah
1: we know secrets but by the time they get this podcast they'll know them too yeah. so but just know we're calling you from the past and we're really excited from the past so yay <laughs> this is pretty cool
0: yes we We're so excited for you guys to get this soon. This episode will be published after the books, the book, The World of All Souls is published. But on the off chance that they didn't get a copy, get a copy. It's not going to disappoint. It's not going to disappoint.
2: You need
1: this now. Yeah. Do not wait. We did show off a little in our Instagram story. We couldn't help ourselves. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can never help
1: ourselves. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm not even a fraction of a way through it, either of you. No. Mm-mm. I've been hopscotching around, so I'm... So, with that in mind, we're planning to do both a blog post with each of our thoughts, more of a review type of thing, and with low spoilers, so just in case you come across our website, yes. and then a bonus episode, and I can't guarantee how spoilery we will get on that but you know we will warn you ahead of time before we uh proceed with a spoilering or yeah. spoiling
0: but that's why it's a sta- that's why it's a, s- a standalone so you can choose to listen to it at your leisure yeah
1: so it's not yes. gonna be part of a regular episode we'll probably just drop it in your feed and say
2: warning don't open this if you're not ready to hear about all souls or uh, the world of all souls yes, yeah. and we will promise to be really giddy and silly and <sighs> Excitable. Excitable. That's what we do
1: best. <laughs> no kidding. All right, so we have a SpeakPipe message from Lauren. Yay! Yay! Thanks for using SpeakPipe. Awesome. Yeah, SpeakPipe is so much fun. Yes, because it's free. It's nice and clear, and it's free. Did I mention it's free?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair that we get to hear other people's voices. You guys yes. hear ours all the time, so it's nice yes. to hear yours. We love hearing voices, and Lauren has got a great one. So let's. <laughs> we love let's... hearing voices. (laughs) not yours jerry stay away
3: (laughs) so uh, let's hear what lauren has to say Hi, demons. This is Lauren. The beginning of chapter 15 is one of the best examples of why I love Deb's writing so much. I really enjoy all of the descriptions of the sights and sounds that Matthew and Diana encounter as they arrive in London and in Water Lane. I feel like I get to walk right behind them as they're walking up Water Lane, hearing the hammers ringing, feeling the buildings close in over my head, and uh, just seeing all the people and what they're doing. I think that this really gives me a great sense of the historical time and place of their arrival, and it makes me want to read more in the book. I think this is something that Deb does extraordinarily well, and I think this is why so many readers love reading her books. Thank you for doing the podcast and giving me the opportunity to share with you. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks, Lauren. That's just great. Thank you. This is a common theme amongst our discussers, which we'll get into further in a little bit, but, uh, that was very good observations. Yeah.
1: Your take on this chapter is probably as evocative as the chapter itself. So, yep. and you have a great voice. It's great to hear people's voices. Mm-hmm. On to some discusser emails. Angela, let's start with you.
0: We have an email from a first-time emailer, Anna. She says, let me start by saying that I adore your podcast and hope you won't get bored with with doing it anytime soon. It's a highlight of the week when a new episode is up on Spotify. I'm about to listen to the one with the D. So I'm excited to have a go at being a discusser, even if I'm a little bit late to the party. Given your hints that you wouldn't mind voicemails, speak pack messages rather than emails, I did try to record myself to see if I can get my thoughts in 90 seconds. No chance. With enthusiasm of a first-timer, I have way too much bursting out of me. Nothing terribly original, probably. So, chapter 15. Certainly not one without big bangs. First, London. The Glorious London. Well, I'll admit I'm biased. I've now lived in London for almost a decade and love it more than any other city I've lived in. My home is in Greenwich on site of former dockyards, the very same dockyards that saw a demise of Kit Marlowe. And Greenwich Palace is a stone's throw away. To get to work, I walk through St. Paul's Churchyard and then onto Ludgate Hill. And so still get goosebumps fantasizing about traveling back in time and brushing shoulders with Diana and Matthew or the many other extraordinary people who must have walked those places. This is rather lengthy intro I means to say that the incredibly sensorial way in which Deborah Harkness introduces us to London of 1590 was a special treat for me. I think she did an amazing job recreating it. Rereading those passages, I felt like I'm there on the murky Thames, uh, sorry. <laughs> with Elizabeth, Thames. Thames, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Thames. <laughs> with Elizabeth, was, with Elizabethan London unfurling in front of my eyes. And then hopping on up to Water Lane and into the crown and heart, of course, through all the colors and scents. Side note though, I doubt those smells were not a bit overpowering in their unfreshness. Side note (laughs) too, I wish there was a place where one could go and dress up in authentic Elizabethan costume, chafing corsets, heavy fabrics, and etc. Would love to experience that all. Just for a bit though. I do know of a place. I'll have to email you on the side. When we get ensconced in the warmth of that lovely, quiet Christmas Eve and Henry Percy and Carol's, the intimacy of the scene with Diana falling asleep in Matthew's arms as he names the church bells for me is definitely something. Save it for the show. It's my Matthew moment. Also, it's a perfect calm before boom, we're back and Matthew's a spy and back to being reminded what a dangerous time this is to be a witch. The secret room, though. My main thought at the time was, how careless of Matthew? Such vast and potentially damning archive kept in the middle of London where it could be so easily discovered. Then the realization that the Claremonts are quite the masters of the universe. And then even a bigger boom. Impossibly, she's pregnant. That was my first thought reading this. No, no, too soon. Let them enjoy each other a bit longer before nappies and other joys of parenthood come. Instead of cooing over this miracle of conception, an over rationalizer in me went, I know a manja song here is grass grow, but how can to he hear that speck of life that doesn't even have a heartbeat yet? I got quickly placated though by another bit of Matthew's perfection in lovemaking which ensued. And then the chapter ends on another boom. To me, this is a transformative moment when Diana really gets it. That time that comes to embrace the witch that she really is. All in all, chapter 15 is pure perfection. Has all the ingredients I love about this trilogy. Thank you if you've braved this till the end of my ramble. Hugs, and now can't wait to hear your thoughts on this chapter. Kind regards, Anna.
1: Thank you, Anna. Or maybe Anna. Thank you, Anna. Welcome. Welcome to discuss
2: or done. Yay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Jean, who do you have? I have one for Melanie. Hey, Melanie. Hey demons, just a few thoughts on chapter 15. Love the description of Elizabeth in London in this chapter. From the buildings, the sights and sounds and smells, Deb gives good visual. Mm-hmm. Upon reading this time. I wondered if Gallaglass's comment of are you sure you don't want to dock in town first was a reference to letting Hubbard know that he's in Mm -hmm. town. Good question Mm -hmm. there. Diana pregnant. What? What? (laughs) What? I laughed at her comment. You really can get pregnant the first time you have sex with a guy. Made me think, what? You only had the D once since you got married? (laughs) (laughs) Also got got me thinking about the saving for the show on the one with the D where you talked about how the S-E-X is treated in the series. But I digress. His comment about we made a child was very sweet And I thought she brilliantly captured the special moment of two people realizing they were going to be parents. Aww. Aww. I love it. I love this London section of Shadow of Night and was excited to get to it. I always get excited on rereads to know that Diana will come to know who she really is as she discovers her magic and I can't wait for Goody. That's all I've got for now. Demony kisses to you all. Melanie. So Melanie, it's so funny when everybody
1: reads the books, you all take something different away from it. And I remember thinking to myself the first time I read Matthew saying, we made a child, and I'm like, "Dumb, Matthew, come on, catch up. <laughs> You're
2: falling behind here, dude.
1: But yeah, your way's good, too. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. (laughs) Oh, Well, you have another one too, Jean. Do you want to read it now or do you want to to go one by one? Oh, yes, definitely.
2: This one's a great one. Salutations, demons. Chapter 15 is mostly about associations. For example, when the carolers show up and notice the Earl of Northumberland, I always hear Alice from Alice in Wonderland reading from her book. And when the rats are mentioned and Matthew says he and Pierre do what they can, I totally think of Angel and Buffy living off the rats. (laughs) But the best part of this is London and Diana's wonder at seeing it. I felt the same way the first time I visited it, and I love the chapters to come. Looking forward to the continued ditch trips in Philly. Best, Shelly. Aw, thanks, Shelly. Thank you for letting me... Oh, wait, but wait, there's more. P.S. P.S. Thank you for letting me sponsor the one with the D. Oh, a only. You are welcome. And that's why we keep that vampire scientist around. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh jeez there's some demon in there somewhere I don't disagree with her on the rat thing because I the first time I read that I was thinking oh please please do not pick that up and eat it because that's what Lestat did in The, yeah. Yeah. the Vampire
2: <laughs> it's a snack yeah. no please don't tell me that's their their, their snack while they're working right. <laughs> some people have a bowl of peanuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah peanuts rats you know. Yeah, it, it works six of have Doesn't the other. Is that kind of like tex mix? I don't know.
1: tex mix.
2: Do they only like certain kind of rats? Do they pick and choose out of the rats which ones look tastiest? I don't know. I guess that could be crunchy. Keep the bones in there. I don't know.
1: No, they just want the blood. Oh god, that's not a whole lot, though.
2: Oh, I was no. gonna say that's no, why it's a snack. No, no. Now, now, if it was it's like Timot- a juice box. No, if it was Timothy's house, the dachshunds would be snacking on them, and it would be the crunchy, yeah, the crunchy right. squirrel and rathead. So it's like a. I speak from
1: yes. experience.
2: It's like a Capri Sun for them. So. Yep. <laughs> that's what I said. A juice box. <laughs> oh god, I hope they don't stab anybody with that straw that comes mm-hmm. with. Those
1: things are dangerous. Oh my God. Yeah, several times. I don't well, when we grew up, they didn't care about safety, you know. <laughs>
2: Well, back to the laundry.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I have two. So this one's from Terry. Thank you, Terry. And she says, I just love Francoise and her way of putting Matthew in his place. Do we have cakes? He asks. And she replies, Of course. She's probably saying in her head, Men are such idiots. I love how Diana real Of course, yes. I love how Diana realizes she has to get serious in her mission. It's time to stop being a tourist and time to start learning who she is and developing her power. Hours. It's interesting that this coincides with her pregnancy. Time to grow up and take responsibility, and that's from Terry.
0: Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, that's great. I don't think it just coincides. I think that is always the catalyst for many cases. When you are you know that you're going to be a parent, you think, "Oh God, shit just got real." <laughs> you
2: <know>? Oh
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh God,
1: I guess I,
2: it's a wake yeah. up call. I
1: gotta, I gotta be an adult now.
2: Right. <laughs> Damn. <Oops. laughs> that explains a lot for me. I haven't had that wake up call yet. So. <laughs> ah, lucky. Anyway, I love you children. If you're listening. I love you.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> last, la, la, la. last
1: but never least, it's our Stephen, And we just got done doing a little barter with him over Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Behind the curtain. That, Behind the that curtain, curtain was, yeah.
2: <laughs> Entertaining.
1: <laughs> and uh, Steven will spare you the singing. But and if any of you are wondering what the Steven song is, is. It's called Stephen by Kesha. It's the opening part we often try to try and fail to serenade Stephen with. So just in <laughs> case you're not in our Facebook group because we uh, posted a video up in there. Um, that's what oh, it yeah. is. So he says, hello again, delicious demons. Here are my thoughts on the last reread of Shadow of Night, chapter 15. In the boat coming up the Thames, Matthew has a right hand on the hilt of his sword. So presumably he is right handed. Later, as the party walks up Water Lane for for the first time. Matthew has a firm grip on Diana's hand and gavel is on Diana's right side. This would imply that Matthew is on the left and holding Diana's left hand with his own right hand. Not the best way for a right-handed swordsman to be ready to defend an attack. And that was uh, Stephen putting his quality assurance hat on. I love that.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yes, yeah. assuredly. Yeah. He's our continuity he goes, coordinator. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Sign him up for the show. (laughs) And uh,
1: he goes on to say, I like the description of the newly wedded couple listening and identifying the different church bells as they chime the hour. In the days before the pervading sound of the internal combustion engine, the chiming bells would be a big sound in a quiet night. This also reminds me of the nursery rhyme. Oranges and lemons say the bells of St. Clemens. That nursery rhyme is a different rhyme in each verse, which could be an onomatopoeic mnemonic to remember the individual appeal to I identify each church. Now, I'm going to pause right here because I think Stephen did this on purpose. <laughs> Stephen, are you listening? You tried to get me here with your <laughs> onomatopoeic stuff. You didn't get me. And another thing, Herodotus and Aquinas. I said that too. <laughs> and Aluminium. See? See, so you can't get me. Not today, Stephen. Not today.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. It was my it. day with, with the with the Thames. I knew a guy named, that I work with, Thames, T-H-A-M-E-S, and it was Thames, so I severely hacked up that one. Uh, I Americanized it. Yeah. Apologies. Thames. Thames. You see, if I didn't live in England, I would not know it
1: was the Thames. I'd been like, <laughs>
0: Thames! <laughs> see, Jean, Jean says, my French is abysmal. I'll say, my British English is abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> my God. My God. Yes. <laughs>
2: (laughs) My tongue gets me into trouble. So he closes
1: out with, that's all for now. Drive safely and stay clear of the ditch. Only kidding. Your off-road excursions are so much fun. Call me anytime you need help to tow you out. Steven. I love it. Thank you. And here I thought I was a tow truck driver. I guess I'm right in there with you guys.
0: Apparently so. Yes. Woo.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start the station wagon, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Crank her up. Yep. Off we go. This chapter discussion is brought to you by Dora Flores Ryan. Yay, Dora. Thank you. Thank Yay, you, Dora. Dora. Woohoo. And we left off in chapter 14 in present day with Isabeau singing once again on Top of Septour. But this time she wasn't singing to drag Diana out of her Witchwater trance. This time it was because of a little note hidden in Godfrey's coffee of The Aurora Consurgents, written by her long-lost mate, Philippe. Mart lets us know that the music is a good thing and her mourning at last may be coming to an end. We open up Chapter 15 and we find ourselves back in 1590. We're in a boat that Galglass is sailing and they uh-huh. enter Elizabeth... <laughs> are you laughing because I said sailing?
0: No, I'm laughing because of the method
1: that he got the yes. boat.
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. we'll get to in a yes, minute.
1: Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, and they are entering Elizabeth London after meeting Galilglas in Dover. The first thing we read is Diana's comment that London looked like a demented hedgehog because of the needle... like spires sticking up in batches
2: from the buildings. So here we are. Let's go, guys. This whole first section is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's like Deb's love letter to London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't think of another way to describe it.
0: I don't think I appreciated it on the first read as much as I do this. Like, I was thinking, oh, chapter 15, I don't think there's anything that really happens in that chapter. And then we open with this beautiful description and immersion back into 1590, and I couldn't believe I was just so Mm -hmm. wrong. It happens, you know? Uh, In London, no less. Yes.
2: London, uh, London, someplace they were trying to avoid. Yes. Yes. London was never part of Matthew's original plan. Well, yeah, to call it a plan, we'll go. <laughs> yeah, probably we'll get into that later. A <laughs>
0: And all we see are engravings or sketchings of Old St. Paul's. So it's not like we're privy to any photographs because they don't exist of Old St. Paul's. But you really do feel like you're there, and you get a, a good picture in your head of what it looked like.
1: Yeah. Due mm-hmm. to the lightning strike, we see that the London and the spires all. Burnt. <laughs> <Yeah>. burnt down. <laughs> yeah. And then we see the London Bridge, which is more like a market,
2: which I didn't know about, than a bridge. Mm-hmm. Diana said it functioned like a shopping mall. And well, and it, what was so interesting to me was the fact that Deb made the point that without the skyscrapers to dwarf it all, everything was just very impressive and immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess in comparison. With the skyscrapers dwarfing it all, you wouldn't get an appreciation of the older buildings like that. So mm-hmm. here's where Gal Glass is like, are you sure you don't want to dock in town? <laughs> <laughs> are you
2: sure? Yeah. And apparently he's been a nag about it
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> and Matthew's like, nope, we're going to the Blackfriars. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Galloglass Glass looks dubious. Oh, yeah. And Matthew goes, I love that word. Yes. Dubious. <laughs> Dubious. Dubious is such a great word. And then Matthew goes on to say everything else could wait. And it couldn't have to do with a vampire king of London, huh? <sighs> he always says
0: that, though, about everything. It can wait. It can wait. No, it can't.
1: I know. No, it can't. Need it now. The no. D. Meaning going to London, meeting of certain vampire king. No, yeah. it can't wait. It should have happened. Dummy. Anyway.
2: <laughs> the D is for dummy here.
0: <laughs> That's what the D stands for. And delay. <laughs> He's always doing that. Yes. And dubious. Yes, and dubious. Exactly. (laughs) This is the one with lots of D's.
1: (laughs) And of course, on first read, we don't know what he's talking about. So we move on. And then Diana comments on Galaglass using other people's boats. She suggests Matthew buy him one for Christmas. And I'm thinking uh, Galaglass is and deprive me of one of my few pleasures. I mean, was that acting like he's pirating boats? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, at first I'm like, no, well, he paid the dude, but I thought maybe it was like a rental car and he gets to drive it like he stole it, you know, and then give it back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Well, then he's like to deprive me of one of my few pleasures and then just gives a cheesy grin. Yeah. Yeah. He's staring his teeth through his beard. is kind of like, OK, there's a lot more going on here, I think, because he never has his own boat. No, no, never. Maybe he likes bullying
1: people into loaning, quote unquote, loaning them the boats and then, you know, pleasantly surprises <laughs> them by paying them later. Here you go. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I, I, think, yeah. I think it's the challenge. Kind of like, you know, taking it without them knowing, can I sneak it off their property or off the slip or whatever it is and yeah. sail it away? Yeah. And then surprise, yeah. I'm back. Here's your money. Sorry <laughs> for the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> makes
1: you happy. Hey, makes me okay, happy. Thanks, yeah.
0: It works out for everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to stick to my rental car theory. <laughs> Drive it <laughs> like you stole it. There you yeah. go. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they walk down Water Lane in formation and the formation that uh, Stephen was describing with both uh, Matthew and Galaglass flanking her and she takes in the sights and sounds of medieval London and they arrive at the heart and crown and we learn that Robert Hawley's wife Margaret is a bit like Gladys Kravitz (laughs) she's watching everything
2: well and luckily and it seems like the weather when they arrived in London was much better than when they arrived in France yes yeah very true because everybody's got all their linens and things hanging out to dry and I was kind of Picturing in my mind more of like a post war Italy with the lines hanging between the windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, right. Or the tenements of New York yeah. with all
0: the yeah. clothes out to dry and whatnot. Yeah.
1: As much as it rains there, though, or it's misty there, that's I know. kind of weird. Yeah,
0: right. Maybe have a small window of time during the day. Yeah. Oh, the sun's out quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what are we talking here? It's still December, January? Yeah. It's December because they yeah, have the well, calendar. They're here, they're here for Christmas. Yes, that's right. Yeah, It's that's Christmas. Right. So this is true. Yeah.
1: And then she describes the courtyard. And when I first read this, I n- had never really seen something like this, the courtyard space with the housing surrounding it. But my only point of reference was Notting Hill with Julia Roberts and like Hugh Grant. And don't ask me why. I love that movie. But when they climbed over a fence, uh-huh. into this private little courtyard. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like that. But when I lived in England, we lived out in the boonies next to Milton Hall. And Cambridge was probably the biggest city near us. There was a mall, a Tesco, a Chili's, a movie theater, Starbucks. So of course I I went there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And Cambridge University. Um I made frequent trips. But of course, we went to London, but we got that tourist view. We didn't really get to witness these little courtyard areas.
0: So
2: it, it made me think of some of the multi sided apartment buildings in New York that had the kind of like the courtyard yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. From like post war yeah. From
0: the street, it looks like a one that's solid what, that's wall what of apartments, but it's really like a courtyard inside. Maybe side. one little passage yes, way through. Exactly. And yeah, and yeah. Gate. So maybe yeah. it's like
1: that, you know. And I remember, I know in New York, a lot of those places they have like yeah. ivy growing down the brick, and it's really cool. I always yep. peek in.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: of course I, you do. Of course I do. I'm
1: nosy like that. They enter the rooms, and we see Francois, and
0: we see Henry, and we see friendly Yay! faces. Yay! I was listening to the audio, and as soon as Henry spoke, I had a smile on my face. I had I love Aww. him. I love him. Yeah. He's my... Oh, he's so kind He's my number two to Pierre. To Pierre? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder if Walter told him or if he got his own letter
0: letting him know yeah. that Matthew and Diana Diana, were on their way to it him. It could have been the trickle-down effect. From, Walter, you know, the boss. Walter could have told him as a trickle-down. He's the ninth night. Here's the scoop. Here's the news, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the latest from Philippe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the newsletter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a KOL newsletter. Letter. Matthew asks about Hal's mother, and he says, oh, Always a termagant at Christmas. Yes. And he goes on to say he was detained in town at the Queen's pleasure because apparently she had dressed Hal down in court. And I'm like, Oh, poor he shouted pal. it right across.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. Oh, poor Hal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh what did Elizabeth say? You're not to be trusted, I think. Yeah. You could
2: be trusted as far as Patworth. And Patworth, and I checked this out because I was curious. Patworth was was where the family had been detained on more than one occasion when Elizabeth would get upset with the Percy's because, you know, she had all that secret Catholicism and right. she always felt that they were scheming against her and siding with Lady Jane Grey. So apparently she was on her way to being cranky with him again. Yeah. <laughs> just a little, you know, yell across
1: the court to keep him in his place, I guess. right? <laughs> How embarrassing.
2: Could you imagine that life? Yeah, I think this is, this is just some of the stuff that's leading up to the whole
0: gunpowder. Yeah, I mean, ever since even, um, what is, Henry V. Scheme. The the Percys have been in and out of favor of the crown for centuries. But they've never gone away. No, no. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Well, until Henry V killed Hotspur. Yeah.
2: Well, but I'm just saying the Percys did come back into grace. And Petworth was like supposedly kind of a second or third or fourth home. It wasn't really designed for them to be staying there full time. And I found this out too when I was poking around. They have a beautiful Reynolds of Macbeth and the witches. Ooh. Oh, of all things. Nice. Nice. So <laughs> there's another tie in back to Shadow of Night right there and Book of Life with all the Reynolds. So.
1: Uh, Diana invites him to stay with them, but Henry turns it down because his sister and brother are in town and it wasn't fair that they brave his mother on their own. Strength in numbers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Gal Glass comes in with the news that Kit is drunk as hell, trading verses with Shakespeare at the Cardinal's Hat. I love pub names, man. Cardinal's Hat.
2: <laughs> oh <I> no! <know. laughs> and what and a if, name! I know the Cardinal's Hat. I love it. And they couldn't even say
0: Shakespeare's name. Right. Oh, right. Impoverished scrivener yeah.
2: <laughs> from Stratford. Like you just,
0: I just picture like him following Kit around, and Kit's like, "Oh, that will is I can't get rid I of know. him." <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm barnacle, hoping to become a playwright, but
0: content with learning how to. Fly Yeah. Right, right. There you go. But Sorry to interrupt you. Was that Kit's doing that he learned how to forge? Or Gallo Glasses? Because Kit's the one that uh, benefited from the forgery.
2: It looks like it was Kit's because he was forging Matthew's name on Kit's room and board. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Here I always, and I missed that part in the first read. I I always thought it was Gallo Glass. I mean, I was Gallo Glass at some point that had him forge Matthew's name, but it was Kit who started it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Kit's the one who gave him the stuff to (laughs) learn Right,
1: (laughs) Kit, that zany Kit. Hmm,
2: (laughs) anyway. Well, and then Kit's drunk off his ass because Matthew's coming back and he's coming back with her. Oh, yeah, that bitch. So, Mm -hmm. there's that. So he
1: reports that Shakespeare Shakespeare's uh, Forging Matthew's signature and I just assumed to pay for the party but you guys are bringing new light. So was that in another part of the book or did I just miss it on this read? Was it in this section where he was paying for uh, Kit's room and board?
0: Yeah, it was in that section. Oh, it's right yeah. here. Oh, okay. Yeah. See? Right, right after this Shakespeare talk. Ah, got it, got it. Yeah.
1: So Hal and Francoise decorate. You notice I'm saying Francoise now. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is due to a Angela schooling us. The difference between Francois and Francoise.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, def, we're, yes. we're, we're even now with the that English river and uh, <laughs> and that French name. Yes. <laughs> Francoise and the Thames. Yes.
1: <laughs> so Hal and Francoise decorated the place for Christmas. They have a dinner of roast goose and Matthew gave Diana a tour of his office and bedroom. Diana takes the sights of the place and notes the big window that overlooked Water Lane. Perfect for people watching. Watching. And I imagine with Matthew being a spy, that came in handy. Uh, I don't think that's yeah, my a, accident. Watching the
2: comings and goings. Yeah. And then she notes the chandelier that can be lowered by a pulley system to light the candles.
1: And that's pretty cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and lion's heads. We've got lion's heads on the cupboard well, and, that had
0: all of the housewares. And uh, the, the oak table has the legs that are decorated with faces of, is uh, it, carotids and herms? Yes. Because carotids are Artemis. So there's Artemis hanging around. And for her to say that it's a wide and two deep chairs that's unusually fine. I have to believe it's a gift from Philippe. Mm, Of course. Nothing but the finest furniture. Nice. Stealing stuff from the family attic. (laughs) (laughs) attics.
1: Yeah, several. Matthew's office appeared to be well used and there's even a big pile of mail waiting for him. Matthew said not even spies conduct business on Christmas Eve. So while having dinner, they chit-chat about Walter's latest exploits and uh, London's traffic and all kinds of dinner talk that really hasn't changed in the hundreds of years since then. And they decide to play a game called Snapdragon, lighting raisins and brandy to see who can swallow <laughs> the most. And how could Hal ever think he'd win this game against Matthew, who can't get drunk, number one. And I don't think the burning yeah. would a- affect him. No. <laughs> who
2: thought that was a good idea for a game? I mean, that's worse than... Um... <laughs> Flame, what are, what were those shots? Flaming jelly beans? Yeah. Flaming jelly yeah. beans or
1: even quarters for me was like, no, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Now, it's, yeah, now no. the kids play, uh, What what is it? Beer pong?
0: <laughs> yeah, beer pong.
1: Yeah. I never got into That's that. That's bad enough. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Speaking of beer pong, yeah, you know what? I live in a college neighborhood when they've got the little uh, hanger shelf display of ping pong balls next to the beer counter or the beer cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the soap you know, like those little, those little hangers with the clips where you can buy like a single dish sponge or what, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. like weird little stuff. They've got one of those and it's got ping pong balls and packages. Well, I mean, it's mm-hmm. convenience, man. It's all about that impulse purchase. Yeah. Ping pong balls, I need those for my beer pong. <laughs> Right, I'm buying beer. I may as well pick up some ping pong balls too. While yeah. I'm well, yeah. Why you should see a yard
1: after beer pong? Asa came over one year and uh, played beer pong. <laughs> There's ping pong balls everywhere. I mean, apparently after several drinks, they just wind up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, well, we ran over plenty with a mower, man. <laughs> oh,
2: those, those, things, those things kind of they, they explode, shoot around. Don't they, they explode when you
1: hit it with a riding <laughs> mower. <laughs> Oof. Yikes.
2: <laughs>
1: Vaporize. <laughs> little little trivia oh for God. you guys, you know, just in case. Don't run yeah. over the ping pong balls. Well,
2: it's better a ping pong ball than a golf yeah, ball. That's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: So then the carolers. And to me, this seemed like modern day Halloween, but people still carol today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what sort of treats they get. So this is a tradition that still goes on. The closest I've ever seen was a fire truck riding through the neighborhood, blaring the sirens and playing the Christmas songs through the speaker for donations for the firehouse but I've never seen actual
2: carolers so I mean have either of you in high school our German yeah. club used to go caroling to certain families but no not really yeah, you yeah guys I've, get treats after no. no I think modern no it, and then the Girl Scouts went and sang carols at the nursing home but
0: we didn't we handed out treats we didn't get it them. seems like caroling modern day is more for the joy of it and I got the sense caroling for this like you said is more like Halloween where they were very strategic of what houses they were going to and knew that they would get treats and you mm-hmm. were expected to give treats.
2: Right. Yes. It's
1: like if you go in certain neighborhoods, don't go to them, man. They give out pennies. and Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and other neighborhoods. Yeah. I remember Ooh, they're-, they're giving out full-size candy bars yeah. over here. Yeah. And it- I remember exchanging intel <laughs> yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, You know, you'd cross with other groups at the corners and they're like, oh, Mrs. So-and-so's got this and oh, you need to go there because they've got that. Right. And it's like,
1: yeah, we got this over here. When I was, uh, when we first moved to Washington, my kids were, what, 14 and 10, there's this one neighborhood. It was like this big gated neighborhood and there were like McMansions in there. And I was like, do you guys, what I used to do is just drive them to neighborhoods and just let them loose and then say, OK, meet, meet uh-huh. me here at a certain time. And then I'd pick them up. But I dropped them off at this. It's like a golfing community. And um, uh-huh. I, I was like, hey, you want to go there? There's probably good treats in there. You know, these people have a little cash. And, and Ace is like, no, they give out toothbrushes and stuff, mom. No. (laughs) You know, because a lot of dentists
2: and doctors lived in there Hey, now, we always used to hand out quarters. Yeah,
1: quarters is way better than pennies.
2: Yeah, I mean, quarters are 50... Actually, 50 cent pieces this last time. My kids are terrible. We didn't get that many kids.
1: <laughs> My kids are terrible. You know what Ace and his buddies used to do in that same neighborhood? You know those little deer that light up that people put on the lawn during Christmas? Yeah. he uh-huh. they'd run around, Those little twig yeah, ones? They'd run around the neighborhood and mount one deer on top of another and go to the next house and do... this. <laughs> 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 oh my god. That was like twelve years ago, so you know, cops don't come and get my kid. He's he's changed his ways.
0: <laughs> anyway, he's, he's,
2: he's grown out of <laughs> he's grown out of that. <laughs> he's grown out of the uh deer copulation. Yeah. It's hilarious. You drive by and you'd
1: see like a deer mounting another deer, and they were all lit up, all glittery. And I'm like, oh God, Ace has been here. Oh my God. And
2: (laughs) (laughs) And drive right by. Oh God. Anyway, back to this. (laughs) Um,. Details of the personal lives of Joseph and Mary were. I, which which <sighs> carol were they singing and what it's way better than Batman Smells and Robin Lane and it. Can egg. I tell yeah. you?
0: I pictured us caroling, and I'm like, when they said that, I'm like, that's G- that would be Gene. <laughs> hey now. Uh, hello. Hey now. Did you are you the one that just wondered what they were singing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. But I'm not creative
2: enough to come up with with a, a parody on the fly. I'm sure people would have played. I think you would have <laughs> planned it
1: out prior especially if you knew you were caroling
2: i wouldn't be caroling because i can't sing but i'll let you guys have your fantasy (laughs) far be it for me
1: anyway so the caroling back to the point the caroling i've never seen in person like only in the hallmark channel you know christmas they play that 30 days of christmas and every time you yeah in the little cheesy movies. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the carolers take off and Diana is starting to yawn and Galilgloss and Henry are dressing up to go with little smug smiles on their face because they play little matchmakers. Re-
2: they realize that they're going to get the D tonight. Yeah,
1: they're gonna, uh, some D let's D going to leave on. them alone because there's going to be some D. And in the bedroom, Matthew is telling about the bells of the churches until she falls asleep. And was it Anna who was talking about that? How she yes. liked that? Yeah. Yes. And so Stephen. And Stephen, yep. Yeah. And then there's the last bell that. It just sounded like crap. clang. <laughs> A little straggler, yeah. Yeah. And then she woke up in the middle of the night to Matthew and Pierre's voice, and they're talking about the schoolmaster John Fian. And Diana walks into the study and says, "What schoolmaster?" Because that's Diana. I'm like, what are you talking about up in yeah. here? Okay, but
0: wait, then Pierre says, well, "I'm sorry to wake you." And I'm like, "Pierre, do not apologize. It was Matthew." I'm like, "Already,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah." Well, well, and I'm. De- and even back before that, when he's like, I was running around with Gallo glass and his Irish friends. So there's more than mm-hmm. one ga- vampire Gallo glass in yeah. town Dang. is what I'm Indeed. hearing, because he would never call Hancock Irish when he is Welsh. That would just not do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so paint the picture because you guys have good imaginations. Pierre was filthy, he stunk, and he, his shoes slashed. So was he like in the underground maybe, or what was he doing? I'm thinking he was running through the aqueduct system, yeah. the catacombs okay. and the sewer yep. system
2: underneath the okay, city. That's what, yeah, that's, that's what I was that's what yeah. I thought too, but I'm like, just the Like picture. total third man stuff, slinking around in the underground yeah. tunnels.
1: As not to get spotted, just, and uh-huh. that's the way to do it. The
2: fugitive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, who's telling, who, who knows what he was doing in Matthew's name while he's traversing the sewage. <laughs> Oh, You're right. <laughs> With gallo glass in his smelly friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Matthew sends Pierre away. She points out the room behind the door in Matthew's office wasn't part of the tour. And then she goes on to ask what happened. And Matthew, uh, I thought this was amazingly frank of Matthew. He tells her that John Fian, a wizard, had been sentenced to death by jury. And Galaglass was trying to get to the bottom of it. Meanwhile, Matthew goes on to say that Fian was a tempestari and nothing more. So like a wind witch or water witch. And apparently Fian was uh, supplementing his income by causing storms and dry spells and early thaws and long winters to uh, benefit the villagers. And he goes on to say that Kit might have exaggerates Fion's ability as a seer in one of his plays. And I'm like, oh, Kit, man. But, you know, Kit can't help himself.
2: <laughs>
1: no, he <we> can't. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Fian was tortured. Ugh.
2: What's interesting about it is the fact that Fian is his, quote unquote, witchcraft. It, it takes the form of the type of magic that women witches were usually getting into big trouble right. about because don't forget at this point in time, the, the male witches were going more towards natural science and alchemy rather than wrestling with the elements right. per se. Right. That's real interesting there because that's he's one of the few male witches you see. And maybe that's why he didn't
1: garner protection from those wizards because it's like, oh, he's dabbling in all that peasant shit. A woman, he's such woman a girly shit. man. Yeah.
0: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand why Matthew said he's a tempestari, nothing more. I mean, that's still a big deal. I mean, did, did he mean nothing more like a devil worshiper? No, or? I it seemed, it seemed pretty dismissive. Yeah, exactly, too. Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, well, he's he's just a wind witch. Yeah. Not a big deal. He's not like a real witch. <laughs> well, I mean, it, no, I just took it like it's something it's not. Yeah, well, the whole business about witches worshiping yeah. the devil was all bad propaganda anyways.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Matthew still had his little prejudices and and he yeah. you know, saw Fionn as as far as him being a Tempestari. He's he's just a win witch. It's not it's not I nefarious think. of anything. I, that's how yeah. I took it
2: anyway. I didn't well, I took it that way as uh, that way, but it was also took it one step further. That yeah, it's nothing to get excited about, he's not like any big deal, right? He's just you know, but and I what I found interesting too is Kit's fascination with witches' second
0: sight, just like Isabel, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, kind of strange and kind of interesting how that all ties back together, yeah.
0: yeah. And they both resented witches for their second sight, yeah, yes. God, he almost ended up dating his mother. (laughs) 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 So Diana asked, What's
1: in the room? and it's Instead of telling her, Matthew decides to show her. So what did you guys think of the room at first? I was like, wow, Matthew's got a lot of stuff on a lot of people. The
2: way they kept all the little pieces. At first I thought, oh, my God, what a fire hazard. Candles and wreaths full of dried vellum and paper and pieces and whatnot. But when Deb and I imagine all London was a fire hazard. Well, and when Deb showed that painting of what that actually looked like, it was so pretty. It was like wreaths of secrets. I mean, when when you think about it, it's. Kind of cool. Think about what's on each of those pieces of paper and the fact that it's just, it's a far more artful way than a big metal file cabinet in the corner, yeah. I guess.
0: I thought these were just rented rooms. I didn't know that like once that room appeared and he showed Diana, this is like a base, a London base for them. They've been here for a long yeah. time. I thought yeah. it was just someplace they were flitting through at first. This read, I just likened it to Facebook. <laughs>
1: Facebook's got a lot of stuff on a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have an unlocking key like Matthew was, did apparently. So, you
2: know. Anyway. Well, apparently it what what he has on Henry the 7th is probably a hell of a lot more entertaining than what Mark Zuckerberg has on me. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god, they're looking in my messenger box." I'm like, "Yeah, they're going to think we're all nuts, but that's okay."
1: Yeah, <laughs> By the way, I'm going to intentionally drive us in the ditch right now. Um I, uh-huh. when you heard they were scraping the messenger where you're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I was like all I thought about was our chat box that's been alive for six years.
3: <laughs> so
2: I mean if they want to swerve into that bitch they're more than
1: welcome
2: you know that's what I thought I'm like you really want to look at our chat our messenger chat box Mark are you sure you want to go there? I know you're going to need to you know wash your mouth out after <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you want to look at the demented ramblings of middle-aged women have at it. Dude. Have at it. I'm like,
1: well, so they got that now. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's take the tow truck
2: out of the ditch. I <laughs> laughed about it. I kind of laughed about it to be honest. I'm like, oh god, that they're was making f- this sound so nefarious. It's like, well, think about the kind of nonsense. Is in
1: all I thought I was mean, our Facebook chat box because that thing has been going for six years. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. Well, I know when
2: they're, they're like, oh well, we don't keep anything. Then how come I can go all go back six years in our chat box and get a picture, read stuff from the dawn of time? Yeah, yeah. right,
0: right. Yeah, yet yeah, like well, at, we don't keep work. any
2: information. At, oh, I mean, Mark. even at
0: like professional places at your work, things are archived and you can't necessarily. So, like, go back and get it easily. You have to go through steps, but Facebook, that's right there still.
2: Yep. Oh, uh, Did anybody see, did you guys see any of that testimony? It was actually, it was like that commercial with the three old ladies when she's putting the pictures up on the wall. Oh yeah. It's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> that whole <laughs> I unfriend <That> you. <laughs> Committee meeting. It, the whole test. It, that's what the whole thing was like.
1: I know. It's I'm like, like what are you like, even talking oh about? No, there was that. You one, people should not be asking. There was that one congressman or senator that uh, said, asked him about his hotel room. Uh, would you mind telling us where where you're staying? Would you mind telling us about the last person you talked to? Would you mind giving us the phone number? I thought he made some really good, valid points. It's like, yeah, you yeah, sh- shouldn't what, be giving what that Zuckerberg information. Could
2: have. That is, well, and the other thing is, too, is I mean, you can go and turn off locations on Facebook, really. So yeah, you I can. I turned it off a long time ago. A lot of people don't
1: know that, though, and they just get on Facebook and blah, blah, oh, blah, I know. Blah, blah. I, yeah. know. <laughs> I
2: know. I know. who that was but I mean, a ditch. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, the, the the default shouldn't be to have everything on. I agree with right. you. But the fact yeah. of the matter is there are ways to turn it all off.
1: Yeah, this is true.
2: And frankly, a lot of people don't really care.
1: No, they like having their stuff out there.
2: It's like Deb said,
1: bringing it back, bringing it back, people People Are itching to tell their yeah. stories. Yeah. You know? Nobody so, wants yeah. to keep
0: secrets. Yep. Give me an audience. <laughs> I think that's it. And I think that's how generations are growing up is that need for attention and instant ten- attention. Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. Instant gratification. I don't know that it's people
0: responding to them. And yeah. It's just yeah.
1: symbiotic like that.
2: Well, it's not symbiotic, and that's the problem. It's like they need, the, they need the response, not the interaction. Yeah. 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 That's true. Which is problematic. Yeah. Okay. So we're back in 15. 90 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't have to worry about Facebook. We just have to worry about the fire hazard. Yeah.
1: yeah, And the rats. So he was in there looking for stuff for Fian. And Matthew's a different man now. He's married to a witch. So he's looking at the world a little differently And he sits down in a chair. Yes. And Diana cradles him. And then we read this. Diana, you're... And she goes,
2: pregnant. Oh, pregnant. <laughs> oh, boo. Wait, 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 wait. There was something right before that. You skipped right over it, which really jumped out to oh, me. Oh, bring, was- bring it back. Bring it back. Back. Reel it back. When Matthew was telling her how the stuff here goes back to Henry the Seventh, and they'd actually moved the rest of the stuff to the Round Tower, and then she kind of like goes spacey for a minute. She says, "So many trails of paper, and all of them ultimately lead back to you and the de Clermonts." The room faded until I only saw the loops and swirls of the words unwinding into long intertwined filaments, a map of connections. There was something I needed to understand about these crisscrossing lines. It was almost like Book of Life was calling to her because all of the Declaremont secrets kind of turned into the the filaments of time in the corner and the words when they unspool on her skin later in the Book of Life. It's like I think that's the first foreshadowing of what's to come.
0: Yeah, it's almost like her white table is gone. She doesn't see things in puzzle pieces anymore and right. this is the first instance no, of like you said words and filaments and it, she, she's changing
2: yeah I glossed over that the last six times I've read this
1: yeah me too thanks for pointing that out wow she doesn't
2: have a white table anymore I know hmm. it went away All oh, right, and so, now she's pregnant now maybe she's that's pregnant. why the white table went away because she's pregnant <laughs> <laughs> Matthew you ruined the white table with your D <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs)
1: Sorry. (laughs) Matthew, you ruined the white table with your D. Come on now. (laughs) That's not even that funny, but it's funny.
2: (laughs) You laughing is what's funny. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's early here, audience. It's Ah! early. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Oh, God. This time next week. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay
2: so this time next week we will have spent the evening together Miss Valerie oh yeah that's right yay Then <laughs> we can get Speaking all this cackling digressing. out of the
1: way I know or something or something and audience that's in the past now We've mm-hmm. this has already happened yes yes okay
2: and it will probably be the subject of an after show uh, yeah. in the future in the past. future
1: past future Valerie will post something that past Valerie did with past Jean now I'm confusing myself
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but we, right. but we will rather than start a new new uh, strand of time we will hop back into the old strand. Of that's time right because we're right we're in a closed loop here. She goes after he says
1: Diana you're and then she goes pregnant and he says it's impossible and she says everything about us is impossible and that's true. I'm surprised she didn't say you're impossible. You're just fucking impossible, Matthew. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> you're impossible. Was, just deal with it. I was surprised that she even knew she was pregnant, having not been pregnant ever before. No. It's not something yeah. that you think, oh, especially if it's impossible. It's not yes. something you jump to a conclusion to. Well, yeah. and especially
2: if she's saying, yeah, I've been a regular for a month. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. saying that would occur to her? Yeah. yeah hmm.
1: I, I, it went, I don't know. See, I'm not Diana. I went like with my first child, I went like four months. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm kind of flu. Like, what's going on here? Why right? am I puking? And, <laughs>
0: and it, especially having been on a boat and eating weird fish and all that, I definitely wouldn't have thought. I'm pregnant. No. You don't. <laughs> The second child, you recognize that. the signs of like, feeling oh, nauseous. And yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, unmist- it's unmistakable, yeah. but the oh, first baby. time,
2: no. <laughs> yeah.
1: No.
0: Anyways.
2: Yeah. It's a whole different kind of this is not good. Yeah.
1: So she worries about her becoming a mother, and Matthew reassures her. All children need is love, a grown-up to take responsibility for them, and a soft place to land. And then they talk about their worries a bit more, and she says, I don't want to tell anybody. Not yet. And she asks him to keep one more secret just for a while. He's like, okay, but Francoise and Pierre are going to know soon. So are Hancock and Gale And then Matthew takes her to bed and they go on to make some love. All the D for Diana.
2: (laughs) Bow chicken bow bow.
1: I'm going to do my Prince dance from the GIF. (laughs) All the D. (laughs) But it's romantic. It's romantic D. That's right. And then Matthew's all like, we made a child. And like I said before, when I first read that, I was like, duh. (laughs) But I like Melanie's take, too. And that's like, sweet.
2: Oh, we made a child. Well, and and then you've got Matthew being a weaver himself here, too. We've got the every kiss was as knotted and complex as our feelings about sharing a child and
1: him casting a spell
2: with his words.
1: It is kind of a weird deal when you first find out your family will expand, especially when you didn't expect it,
0: especially when you didn't Mm -hmm. think it was possible. Well, and that's how I took it when he said we made a child like tender, but incredulous. Wow. More wonderment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's a, a, an excellent word. And then she reflects on the
1: time she had with Rebecca and that in seven years she taught her planning and she remembered the unconditional love, the hugs, and that she was always right where Diana needed her. And it was, as Matthew said, children needed love, a reliable source of comfort and an adult willing to take responsibility for them. She realized that her treating this trip to 1590 as a seminar in Shakespeare's England needed to stop and she needed to start treating it as her last best chance to figure out who she was so she can help her child find their place in the world. And then we end this chapter with this quote. But first, I need to find a witch. And anything else to add on to this chapter, guys, before we close it?
0: Anything?
2: Do you think this pregnancy was basically meant to be a wake up call? Yeah. Yeah. From the goddess? It's a
1: wake up call to anybody who finds out they're pregnant for the first time. So for Diana. I
2: know. I know. But just given what unfolds in the future, it it seemed at first it was kind of like, okay, why do we do this? But I still I think it still had to happen because that was what snapped them out of their dithering.
0: Yeah, it got Diana about, serious.
1: It's like, I don't have time to yes. fuck around here. It, I, it,
0: it did though. I mean, but I also thought from like a scientific standpoint where some people do miscarry or you know, when they get pregnant it doesn't always work out because you're, they say your bodies are joining for the first time. Oh yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't help but think of that. I don't know why. The totally unromantic side of it. I, I don't know why. That's why I thought of that. But yeah, I definitely think it was a wake-up call.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wakes up most women who find they're pregnant, it's like, oh, rep. if you're not woken up, then there's something wrong with you because yeah. it's just your life will change, period. That's for yeah. a vampire and a witch to get together. Yeah, that's going to change their life. Oh,
2: yeah. But for, even from the structure of the story, it it has to happen. Yeah. yeah. it was, It's like, not just a matter of Deb decided I wanted to explore the yeah. issues of, you know, lost pregnancies. It, 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 it's more than that.
0: Yeah. It's a primer. I, it's a primer for both Matthew and Diana because, yeah, it was yeah. a wake up mm-hmm. call. And yeah. no matter what happens, they've had that spark. And
2: and I questioned was there any other way that they would have prompted them to get more serious about their hunt for a, a teacher? I
1: think Matthew was serious because remember back when they were playing archery at Septour and he's trying to like jog her magic and she's like, oh. Can't we just hang out? Or you know, she's 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 kind of reluctant to carry on. And she's like falling on her old ways. It's like, can't we just chill and relax? No, you don't have that luxury, Diana. People are hunting you. So this woke her up, I think.
0: And and this pregnancy too also ignited their nesting instinct. Meaning meaning it probably put the mating into overdrive too. Yeah, I mean the mating, but then also like just when I say nesting, that they had an extended family. They got the dog. They got the kids. They got the nephews. They got. I mean they were ready for a communal living. Yeah, the nephew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are we comfortable ending chapter
1: 15 right here? Yep. I think so. We did it. Yay. So this Yay. ends uh, chapter 15 discussion. And we're going to go on to the next thing. Housekeeping. And that is brought to you. Housekeeping. By... <laughs> I just love it. Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping is brought to you by uh, Teresa Morrow this time. So thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa.
2: Housekeeping am keeping Gene, do you want to go first? I will go first. Okay. I have a review from Be A Man, A Toucan. (laughs) Very, very witty handle. Awesome. Awesome. And that's Toucan, T-W-O-C-A-N. Be A Man, A Toucan. Five stars. Yes, five stars. I've been a long-time listener, and I absolutely recommend this podcast to the fanatics of the All All Souls world. Angela, Jean, and Val keep me entertained and informed. Their discussions are in-depth and always make me laugh. Listen to this podcast. Thank you, Be a Man. Thank
0: you. That is just wonderful. Yes, I feel like we just. I feel like we just started this can. yesterday. So when she says or he says or when they, say, when, when they say when they say, <laughs> <laughs> they're a long time listener. It floors me. Yeah, I know. They've been through the
1: bad sound and nervous demons and
0: the yeah. whole
1: thing, <laughs> well, right. all of
2: that. And Angela lives for another. Yes, thank you. Just in time. Yay!
1: just in time because we were starting to see through her hand right there she was doing a Marty McFly up on stage (laughs) it was OK, so we have a snail mail, you know, old what? school. Oh, yes. Yes. Woohoo! This is from Linda Zip. So thank you. And she uh, <gasps> Yay, Linda. She sent us an absinthe book, a history of absinthe Ooh. book. It's like a coffee table book. I will bring it with me to Philly so you all can take a look at it. And Jean, I'll make sure I show it to you when we uh, get together. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yay.
2: I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard. I'd cut it in three, but I can't. So we'll just have to swap. It around anyway so here it was the letter that was included with that absinthe book she says hi demons you guys talk so much about absinthe that I figure better I better include this promised information to you sooner rather than later I actually won the absinthe book at a Purim a Jewish holiday where we escape desc- destruction again although it's a woman Queen Esther who saves the day mm-hmm. so a Purim carnival yay Queen Esther I think y'all en- will enjoy it it's for you the printed paper is from a class I took here in Albuquerque, we actually watched a video about Absinthe, or the Absinthe Trail in France and Switzerland. A side trip for the demons after uh, the Auvergne and uh, Sceptre. And she goes on to say, recently read The School of Night by Louis Bayard. Not a great
2: book, Mm -hmm.
1: but (laughs) it was an interesting read, nonetheless.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We've heard that about Mr. Bayard. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're not the first one to come to that conclusion.
1: It uh, takes place in the present and the past, hmm, it includes the boys, meaning uh, the School of Night. I most especially Thomas Harriet. In the present, there's a search for a long lost paper. Very curiously, this book was published in 2011. Just like a discovery of witches, um, she goes on hmm. to describe a class that she took on the French presence in New Mexico, and she finds out interesting facts like there's a ghost town in Southwest New Mexico called Claremont, and a class on oh, interesting, yeah, a class on midi she took a class on medieval uh, manuscripts. She closes with this. I'm terribly disappointed that me and my amazing hair. Her hair is amazing people. <laughs> it is it amazing. Is.
2: Yeah, totally amazing. It is. It's yes. beautiful. Totally amazing.
1: I'm terribly disappointed that me and my amazing hair won't be in Philly for this is my 50th high school reunion. I'm curious to see what. Oh my goodness. I'm curious to see what my crushes look like after 50 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't wait to hear. Can't wait to get the report on that Linda. You yeah. must tell us, oh. Come sit next to this demon and tell me the story. Tell us about it. <laughs> I oh, hope to yeah. see you
1: sometime before now in All Souls Con 2019. Love and Demon Kisses, Linda Z. Thank you, Linda. That was so cool and so Thank thoughtful. Up. Linda,
2: that is so nice of you. Right. And you are an enabler <laughs> in the best sense of the word.
1: We'll have some absin- absinthe with you wherever All Souls Con 2019 is. How's that? That's a promise. Yes. That's a plan. That's a plan. On to Save it for the show. And this save it for the show is brought to you by Jody Cozy. Yay, Jody.
0: Thank Jody. you. Jody's in the house. Yay! Look up. Look up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> god. Oh, I'm I'm delirious, I'm telling you. Okay.
3: Save it for the show.
0: Save it for the show. Guys, save it for the show.
1: So topic, our niggling thoughts about the upcoming TV show. And uh, let me start this off. First, I should probably start this off by saying we were chatting earlier this week and this came, thought came to me all of a sudden and I shared it with you too. Since A Discovery of Witches is, is only going to be eight episodes in season one, do you think that, one, they'll expand it further into more episodes in seasons afterwards? Two, if it's successful, do you think it'll go on? And will it encompass some of the upcoming books like Times Converse? And will we see more of what's in the world of all souls included in there? And three, will it go beyond three seasons? And then I had to stop after this. I'm like, oh shit, this is our save it for the show. So this is our first time talking about it thoroughly. Audience, you're mm-hmm. joining in with us. Then,
0: yeah, well, I was Jean gonna gave say, the fourth option.
2: Let's start at the end. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was going to say let's start at the end. Um, I think it will go beyond. Three seasons only because Deb is projected that they will take two seasons to do Shadow of Night and two seasons to do Book of uh, Life. Book of Life. They were talking more like five seasons total rather than one for each book. Okay. When she when like she said that, did, did it sound
0: hopeful that the other books would get picked yes, up? Yes, it did. Okay,
2: good. And they've already got them options. So if the season for Discovery of Witches does well, wow. Bad Wolf already has the other two books under contract. Okay, cool. I don't know about Times Convert. Will we maybe a spinoff uh, based on what? what well, I'm just wondering if if it, they can pick up the story, will will they just do that book or will they do it as a separate production? Maybe. I don't know. But she seems certainly enthused about Edward continuing on as Marcus. Yeah. Well, he's got
1: a big role to play in the uh, Book of Life, too. So, I mean, and we find out Phoebe's going to be a vampire. So they could probably encompass some of that mm-hmm. in that.
2: I could see that true, happening. True. I mean, and I'm curious about, I'm going to be curious about what's going to happen with uh, Discovery of Witches because they're doing so much offstage backstory yeah, they're bringing it on stage and I'm excited about that to be honest with you I'm really excited about that well with the Discovery Witches too I understand why it's eight episodes because in our own
1: rereads I mean we were doing five chapters at a time in that and that's the book that most people reread there's not Mm -hmm. uh, there's detail in it but not like Shadow of Night
2: it's very descriptive yeah but when when you think about it you're covering 40 days in that book in 600 pages so by virtue of that alone you've got a lot of description you've got a lot of internal conversation that can be conveyed with a visual or a quick voiceover so I guess eight episodes kind of make sense Yeah,
1: Yeah. so do you think they'll expand it with Shadow of Night or do you think they'll just split it into two eight episode seasons? Eight episodes seems very small to me even for British TV
0: (laughs) Not, not really though I mean look at Sherlock Sherlock is three one and a half hour episodes yeah that's true you're right that's true
2: Huh. it's about the same amount of time so
0: I, I thought it was like a happy medium between US and British eight yeah. episodes eight episodes yeah I that agree quick. I appreciate it because that's less we have to cover at a time <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that's true that's true it, it does give us some breathing space so yeah I'm I looking forward to comparing and contrasting not yeah. not in a nitpicky way but in a here's what they did in the
1: TV way. show
0: and here's what they did in the books and I mean and but now we've, I they've, love they've, they've thrown and... the wild card in of the world of all souls I mean there could be things in a TV show, and if you oh, yeah. read the world of all souls, you go. Well, that didn't happen in the book. Well, yeah, it could have. It could have happened. Absolutely, it uh, could have yeah. happened.
2: It, it was supposed to have happened. It was. Right. Actually, it was supposed to have happened. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Next, Carol.
1: <laughs> I mean, the few little bits I've picked up so far from the world of all souls, and it's going to take us.
2: <gasps> it's going to take us a while to go through it. It's like, whoa, what? I didn't. Whoa,
0: what? <laughs> and yeah, it, and, yeah, had, and the like book.
2: a little. There's little sentences. There's little sentences here and there, and it's like, whoa. Oh, and it is God. definitely
0: going to be another one of those books that you're going to catch things on the second, third, fourth reads. It, it's yes. going to take that much. Yes. To, yes. It,
2: it is definitely a reference yeah. book,
0: too. Yeah. So.
2: And, and as far as the show, I'll be, I mean, if it's as big a hit as we all hope. Mm-hmm. I think it will be. Will, will it go all Game of Thrones like and get ahead of Deb where the writing room is going to be on their own? Is Just Winging it? Would that be a good thing? Winging it? Um I don't know.
1: It can go all sorts of directions because, do you know what? Deb left enough open areas where you can kind of... Oh yeah, and, and just swirl. Well, God ways. knows
2: we've done that for the past five years. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There's that.
1: The TV show is the last great hope for the goddess story. By the way,
0: <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> for me... I'm so bitter about the did goddess you, story. Did you, did you already turn the world of all souls upside down and shake it <laughs> to make sure <laughs> it no, didn't fall out? I have <laughs> No, no, not
2: yet. I haven't even gotten to the goddess part of it yet to figure out if the goddess story is in yeah. there. Yeah, but I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not, not holding hopeful, out hope,
1: but <laughs> I know maybe a little tiny sliver of hope. Maybe we'll see it while we go through this. View. Maybe it
2: comes up in Times Convert. I don't know. I think that's pushing. It'll come it. up someday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'll come up someday. I don't want to stand up in the signing line and say, Deb, got a story? Tell
2: me more. Come on. <laughs> no, you got to do it at the con so we can witness it. <laughs> you can't do it in Seattle if I'm not with no, you. No,
1: I won't do that. I won't do that. That's uh, akin to Elizabeth dressing down Hal in the middle of court. So I <laughs> right,
2: no, <laughs> <Yo>, Deb.
1: <laughs> I will not do that. No. <laughs> Not without reinforcements, no. you are <laughs> I need some booze yeah. and buddies <laughs> and and a good dare. <laughs> oh
2: uh, yeah. Oh man, I wish I wish my schedule was a little bit different now, but it is. It, what it is, is what it is, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. So after this, uh, we're going to do last thoughts and things we can't let go of. Find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com, Slant Demons Discuss. Hit us up on social media and we are at Demons Discuss or at Demons Domain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there too. become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., Text A D O W as in A D O W, as in a discovery of witches. So text A D O W to 444 or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it, you're a discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com, to see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep
2: Angela alive! last thoughts Gene? do you have one oh my last thought my last thought is people who I, I don't know i just seem to see a lot of people who are very proud of the fact that they can't pick up another book besides the all souls trilogy and that makes me sad because i think deb wanted us to take these books and read them and love them and cherish them and wanted these books to make us want to explore yeah and i think if all you're doing is rereading the books you're missing out on that
0: yeah that's all i some people why don't one person commented that our podcast is inspiring them to read it again yeah well that's good
2: but I mean there's some people who all they do is they keep rereading
0: the trilogy yeah. I've, I've noticed that there is a certain a
2: comfort lot in it
1: though you know especially when you're when you have that book hangover and I know I have after this trilogy I had a hangover for maybe a year I, oh yeah, yeah it's like no I can't pick up another book and then I'll find another series that captures me and like for us I think it was like the Fever series when it was our last oh, yeah. read mm-hmm. together
0: well yeah
2: yeah because I think Fever made us Fever got us through those two dark years between Shadow of Night and Book of book Life. Of Life. Yeah. yeah. It's a great series. It was really great.
1: Although I haven't really read the last books. I mean, I my favorite either. are the first five. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read the last two. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I know. I, I feel bad. I just haven't had time. You know, just haven't had time. Exactly. I know. And Ryle's in the new book, I hear. So I'm like, I really need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to read those last two books yeah. as much as Danny annoys me.
1: And we have them too. This, there's not, it's not like there's any, there's, right. like there's no, <laughs> there's no hold up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting on my TBR. And I, and I know they're going to be good. I got stuck on, you guys went on. I got stuck on, uh, was it after iced? I couldn't get into burned. Oh, burned was better than iced. Yes. Really? Yeah. Ice with, <laughs> yes, with Danny. Ice was just, I liked I liked it though. And I, iced was hard. You guys hated Danny. You I like lore. I, no, I don't like Lore. I like Ryo. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you thought Lore was funny. Yeah, oh, I did. I did think you have a you have a better memory than I do, Jean. You were always laughing.
2: About, I, I just remembered you were always laughing about Lore and his ridiculous Yes, because right. he, he's like Cause a, he is a, a ridiculous. big meathead
0: that is like tender underneath, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I
0: did like Danny, and too, though. And he just though. blurts things out. Yeah, I like Danny. I did like Danny. You guys didn't like Danny, so I didn't mind her. But then there's something about, I think it was, um, who's the girl at the, that's the head of the School there, the all Joe. Yeah, she. Oh. Yeah, she. I got. Ugh, she just no. I couldn't get past her.
2: Yeah, Joe. Joe, Joe was the one that was Ryaal's booty call. That's why you didn't like. Yeah, it. yeah. And
0: was she the one too that was drawn to <laughs> drawn to uh the the iced guy? He was in the he was in the ice chamber, and she was always thinking about him. Oh oh oh! oh I can't remember her. But name, that yeah, storyline too. I'm like, oh, I couldn't stand that either. So not that I couldn't stand it. I just had needed a break. But maybe I'll come back to it now.
3: Hmm.
1: An audience, if yes. you've not heard of the Fever series, we'll put a link in the show notes. It's very enjoyable. Very it fun. Um, Jay all the daisy B. All the Daisy B. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and Jay Z B is described as raw meat and razor blades. So if you're faint of heart, this might not be for you, or you should just be forewarned, but it's it's all worth it. All worth <laughs> <Yes>. it. <Yeah. laughs> He's like Matthew if Matthew yes, told
1: it. the
2: truth. Seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely. And um he was I spied him on Instagram last night. <laughs> You did. We may want to share that. The Adrian Brody. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good picture. Ooh. He'd make a good JZB. That's a
0: very JZB picture. Angela, you have any last thoughts there? Yeah, I just keep thinking. I can't stop thinking about the table that I mentioned in chapter 15, the fine oak table that mm-hmm. I said I fantasized was a gift from Philippe. Um And it what it struck me because it said the delicate, it had delicate faces of caryatids and herms. And I like architecture. So I knew what caryatid is. It's a, a pillar. And instead of it being just a smooth pillar, it's a woman, so she's balancing whatever, like the table on her head, and there will be multiple ones. But when I looked up, karyatid yeah, kind of like the porch of maidens, yes, exactly, or the Acropolis. Yeah. When I looked yes. up, karyatid it's actually um, an epithet for Artemis. It's one of her forms. It's Artemis karyatis and that mm-hmm. was a festival of dancing that they celebrated every year. And I couldn't help but think the goddess again is hanging around Matthew, and I, if it's a, a gift yeah. from Philippe, uh, yeah, is her now? Are the herms herms somehow connected to the horn god? No, to Hermes. Okay, now I. Didn't I didn't think that he was The messenger. Yeah, the messenger. And I read one spot where he's the god of fertility. And I'm like, I never knew him to be the god of fertility. But if that is true, that's it's, interesting. It's, it's an interesting combination that's that very ph- interesting. that Philippe would play. No, this is just my speculation and my fantasy. But if Philippe placed that or sent that table to be there, kind of, like I pictured like if he has Artemis sneakily hanging around Matthew. It's almost like how Catholics oh, will hang a crucifix in their yeah. <laughs> in their hallway or whatever. It's like he's sne- he's sneaking an Artemis to watch over and. Bless Matthew or the Virgin Mary, Sacred Heart. Yes. Blessed Mother medallion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, anyways, I just kept thinking about it because that's what you do when you that's have nothing you else to think about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say I've got a great one for the after show. So good because I got sidetracked on a on a tangent that turned into something less tangential than I, just, I thought. And I guess
0: I I never when they went to the temple there was six iterations of Artemis called upon and like or five I should say and this is the sixth mm-hmm. one I'm like how many Iterations are there? Mm. Many, a lot. Yeah,
2: mm. <laughs> many. I think every town has their own ver- whole, own little special thing about her. Yeah, and that's not even getting into the whole equivalent goddesses and other. Yes, true. Yeah, cultures. Mm-hmm. So things to think about. Yeah. Mm. All right. So
1: I guess it's time for my last thoughts. I don't really have any, but
0: <laughs> I'm playing Angela today. Oh, wait. <laughs> the part of Angela will now be played by Valerie.
2: <laughs> Jean, you had something else? I was just taking a look. Oh, goodness. I'm looking up Herm. If in classical architecture, a term or terminal figure is a human head or, and boss that continues as a square tapering pillar-like form, mm-hmm. the name derives from terminus, the Roman god of boundaries and boundary markers. If the bust is of Hermes as a protector of boundaries in ancient Greek culture with male genitals interrupting the plane base at the appropriate height. Have and maybe the picture of it? Herma or
0: Herm.
1: <laughs> Damn, we're going to have to post a picture of
0: it. It's like a pillar with a face and oh, genitals. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's the D. We can't get away from the D. Yep.
2: <laughs> oh my. Boy, that's more the theme they're of this very, show than very... last show. Right right <laughs> They're very, his junk is very embellished. Here.
1: Save that picture. Save that picture. Save me the search. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
2: <laughs> All right. So. Oh, and but wait. Oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. They bring up the temple of Artemis at Ephesus. The lady of Ephesus, whom the Greeks identified with Artemis, was a many-breasted goddess encased in a tapering form from which her feet protruded. So. Huh. There you go. Another
0: connection to Artemis there. Wow. So.
1: This is a good ditch, guys. This is a good ditch. Yeah. I mean. It's always about like I said, it,
0: it starts as a fantasy or speculation, but then when once you get this fire, like yeah. it could not have been on purpose. I mean, it could yeah. have been uh, you know a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Way, this, yeah. all
2: of this is on per. It's like all of yeah. this is on purpose, or it's yes. just Deb's subconscious is working overtime so much with yeah. all of her knowledge that she's got stored away, and it's just yeah, that is just sort of out. leaking out onto the page. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Because sometimes she's like, "Oh no, it's just a coincidence," and it's like, "No, not really. Maybe it wasn't conscious, right. but Deb, you're you know so much and." It just it, it oozes out of you like Diana's magic when the the gleam is on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the MacBook.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the only reason I got stuck on the table is because Diana said it's unusually fine. So usually that signifies, well, let me look at that closer.
2: Yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah. I better take another look at that. All
0: right. So let me cobble some last
1: thoughts together, I think, now that you guys have talked. And I well, have... I was
2: hoping to inspire one with you. Yeah, Well,
1: you did, but kind of the wrong ones. It didn't, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It wasn't good for you. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's okay. I, You know, I just, my <laughs> mind went normally, especially when we started talking about the D on some on some tables. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I wrote a few things down while you guys were talking. So this year is going really quickly. Mm-hmm. So get your All Souls Con ticket if you want to attend. And we're talking to you from the past, so we don't even know if they'll be available. But in case they are, check. Also, live streaming is only $5. So um, that would be allsoulscon.org slant tickets. And pay patrons. New stickers have come in and I like them much better. They look really good. Those of you who uh, became patrons in April and yeah, April and this month, we'll get the new version and you earlier patrons will send you the improved version as well as the version you already got. I want the people to have the good stuff, you know. Seriously, guys, if you're interested in having more fun with us, join us on our Facebook group. And I know I said this on the promo recording, but since most of you tuned that out, I'll repeat it. The keys to get in are in the show notes or in the episode notes in your mobile devices. So click the cover art for our podcast and you'll have all this other information. The keys to get into our Facebook group is in that. And that's a good way for me to know that you're a listener. Um, also join us on Patreon. Become a member. It helps us continue to do this thing that our fun little hobby evolved into. You get the demonic ditch writing so it works out for everybody and it helps us out. Yes. So <laughs> It's all good in the hood. So that's uh, patreon.com Slint demons discuss and you can choose your tier whichever tier you want just pick it (laughs) yep yep i think we should
2: end this episode because i'm getting giddy
1: and it's early in the morning i shouldn't be giddy. this early in the morning (laughs) right so let's say goodbye everybody bye everyone
2: bye demon kiss
1: we'll talk to you next time